0: We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly Din, Dilly Dong, come <laughs> on. Into Sherringham and Soul Charis. <laughs> I
1: will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kerning.
0: Welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. Joining me for this episode is Juan Carlos Amoros. He is the assistant coach with Tottenham Hotspur Ladies First Team. He's a UEFA Pro License and he's coached in Spain, Scotland, Holland and the United States. This is one of the coaching corner segments of the podcast where we take a look at specific areas. And look to go into depth and detail so in Juan's case we're looking at matching philosophy with practice how is theory actually implemented in a day-to-day environment so how he likes to work how he likes to communicate both his and the club's philosophy alongside players and staff. So it's a little inside look to how Juan operates and then a little inside look to how Tottenham Hotspur Ladies is structured as well. So really excited to have this part of the podcast. It's part of the new launch with my new book, Modern Soccer Coach Coaching Your Four Three Three, which is designed to challenge coaches to create their own tactical system rather than copying another team or a coach so i also share my personal experiences and discuss different ways that other coaches have inspired me to think about the game at a much deeper level the book is available on the website modernsoccercoach.com we've also got a massive interview that i'll be posting this week so stay tuned and take a look at that so as always we'd love to hear your thoughts on this here please let me know on twitter at gary on Instagram at Gary Kernine. If you want to reach out on email, Gary at modernsoccercoach dot com. Thanks so much for listening. Here's Juan, enjoy. Juan, well, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Your time for the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. Excited to have you on.
1: Oh, hello, Gary. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So we're going to talk a little bit about your philosophies and and basically how you would like to build a team and how you're building your team with with Tottenham Women. First of all, can you give us a little bit of background in in your personal journey, how you ended up with Spurs?
1: Uh, So obviously I'm not from England, I'm from Spain. That's where I started my, my career as a coach now almost Fifteen, sixteen years ago, I started coaching. Really young, and I never thought it was going to be my career. But I was, I was playing, and I always loved the game. And, and I started coaching my little brother's team, and and from there it, I I started to take it a bit a bit more seriously. Fini- went to uni in Holland, and I was playing there at semi-pro level, and that's probably where where I found out that in another countries the game is seen in a different way, and I really fell in love with how people approach the game. In, in in this case, it was in Holland, but then I was oh, in every country. It might be different. So I went to Holland and came back to Spain, finished my degree there, still play and, and coach. Then I started with my qualifications, my B license I did over there. I think by then it was 2006, seven, seven. And then I moved to Scotland, trying to play after doing my degree. And in there, I, I ended up signing for Edinburgh City after being on trial for Easter Steel in Chalandaise. That was, again, a completely different mm. different approach to the game compared to Holland, compared to Spain. And, and again, I really enjoy it, even if it was, as I said, completely different, much more physical, that was the, the Holland, the Dutch or, or the Spanish football. And in there I was also a bit more interested in coaching, did some more coaching qualifications over there. Then moved down to, to London after finishing there, starting to take a bit more seriously the coaching. Suddenly I got an opportunity to go to America, well, after working in London for a few clubs. And then and then after the America experience, I was there, and then I saw a job for Spurs, and and applied for it. I came and met Karen Hills, who is the manager, and was the manager by then. It was a job for, to go to have with the with the second team, and then she was like, "Oh, I really want you to work with me with the first team," and, and from there everything everything has been developing really well. So yeah, that's a little bit obviously it's fifteen sixteen years in, in in one minute, but that's more or less my my trip until 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 today, really. Yeah,
0: that you've almost. There's been two massive growths in that ten, fifteen years. There's been the growth, yeah. the Spanish influence on English football, and then the growth in the women's game. On the Spanish, you know, there's there's a. I mean, so many. We had Fran Alonso on here, and and we were kind of yeah. talking on the same lines. I mean,
1: what what's the
0: draw for Spanish people to come to the Premier League and come to England?
1: I think is 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 just a question. If I'm honest, the the. That... First of all, obviously, Spanish football at the moment, or or, or especially from 2008, where where we won the Euros with the national team and everyone started to pay more attention to how we were working on a youth level and and how we were doing uh, in all the aspects of the game, not only only on the technical side or the tactical side, but also I think it's very pioneering in terms of the strength and conditioning, the performance analysis, you know, like they were doing... Spain has been a bit pioneering all done. And I think that that development and that success that the people had over there uh, it really helped us a little the ones that were we were a bit a bit younger and, and if i 'm honest, the situation in Spain is not the easiest by then it wasn 't the easiest. a lot of the people was was looking for for other exits because obviously the economical situation or the other place to go and 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 in england well, well, it's really really a privilege is how professional everything is how how are the opportunities for the coaches for the players to to be able to do what they love and, and be considered really as a sport and there is much more investment and at other levels and I think that really that's been really the trigger for a lot of us spanish spanish coaches, players and um, professionals to really come to england and, 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 and I think that that's been that England has been really welcoming with all of us with people people here is great and, and I think the mix is is working really well and, and you can see because there is a lot a lot of 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 the Spanish people working working in in the English football, not only at at Premier League level but at all levels.
0: So we'll will kind of move it on to your philosophy and building your dream team, not in terms of Messi, Ronaldo, but in terms of tactics, individuals, management. In your philosophy and being impacted by so many places, both as a player, as a coach, as a student, uh, mm-hmm. what are what are the key areas that that define your p- philosophy and that kind of define one of your teams as well?
1: For for me, the really. Uh, at the end of the day, football is, is, a, is a team sport that is played but, by humans. And I think that whatever is a man or a man woman, I think is key that, that the, the the individual quality as a human being in in, in in the club, in the team, it has to be, is key. I don't think that it, is, it can be a successful team if the people that is on it is not really working for the team and it's really having that, the right mentality, obviously always looking for that individual development, but understanding that, that the team goes first, especially a competitive level and, and being able to sacrifice yourself for the people next to you and, and, and making sure that you work ethic is is the right one and I think that that first part of the human side for me is key is key in, in everything especially especially at the level that that we are up I think at at all levels and I think as well it's very important. Obviously the skills and, and the knowledge that people have is, is massively important. But I think the attitude the attitude that the people have towards it I think I think is key. So for me that, that work ethic and making sure that everyone pushes in the right direction and that everyone is willing to work for each other is really you know, like is is, is really key. Then obviously the football concepts and yeah, obviously on the ball, what to do of uh, on, on possession out of possession, what do you do in the transition set place all that all that is important, but I think that that, that mentality and that, that that feeling of a group and, and making sure that you're going to put everything on the line is, is is really really is really really key and yeah if if you want i can, we can mention a couple of points about, about also the, the football philosophy for me I think you You need to manage especially on 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 the modern game is even more important. you need to manage every every situation of the game and by this I think uh i'm not only about about what you want to do when when you have the ball or when you don't have the ball, but you need to understand how the game is going, what, what is what, what requires at the, at every minute. Is well, there a moment where you need to defend deep because of the situation of the game is taking you there? You need to be good defending deep. You need to be good at pressing. You need to be good uh, in the transition. So, you, you know, like I don't think anymore you can just play one way, If that, if that makes sense. I think the more... The more you manage, the more you, the more aspects of the game you control. The the better your team is going to be, and I think that's the key. That's the key for for my teams.
0: You're talking there about not playing one way, as in not being set on a on a formation, or is that more? About- I think it's more. You
1: think it's more. It's more about about what you do when when what what you're looking for in a game. Like for me, like it's all about being clever on the ball. Like if if you. You win the ball on the final third. Obviously, you're not gonna. You, you can't. You, I'm. I'm all. I'm all up for a possession game. We have a little bit of a rule in our philosophy. that we call it the three pass rule. Where where you win the ball and you, you those three passes, the security pass, and the next two will help you to, to to keep possession of the ball. But if you're winning the ball in a place or or, or in a situation of the game that is inviting you for the counter attack, then you need to break through quickly and and and, and not be you know, you can call it be direct or, or take advantage of the situation of the game, if that makes sense. Not only have one way of doing things, but be the more The more, the more things you manage, the more aspects of the game you can manage. I think that's the key for success. And I think if you look at the teams that are winning lately, especially international level, I think the last, last couple obviously will be France and, and Real Madrid. There are teams that they actually control every aspect of the game. It's not a team that controls only possession or only the counter-attack, but they manage the game in, 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 in all the aspects. So I think that that, that is, is well, at the moment, is, it, for me, is, is, is important for, for winning games at a competitive level.
0: I know your answer to this, but so bear with me. You mm. mentioned the football concepts that are so important, but mm. do they work, would they work, without values like work ethic and passion?
1: I think I think for me I, I think it's all it's all one isn 't it like in England they call it the four corner model I think for us we call it for me it's more five like obviously the tactical side technical psychological, social and the physical side all of it all of it needs to be mixed in in the player in in the unit in the partnership if you want to call it and and, and in the whole team and, and it won't work if you only manage the technique or you only manage the, te- the tactical side but you are completely disjoined socially as, as a group or, or you're physically not ready for it you know like I think that that these days you need to make sure that you're controlling every aspect again and to to, to make sure that you can be successful yeah.
0: If I'm talking about if you're building a team then the type mm-hmm. of player that you would recruit or that you would try to sign would that be, would that be flexibility in you know the ability to play a number of positions, or would that be flexibility just with intelligence and problem
1: solving? I think I think that that again is 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 very very important how intelligent the players are. I think for us, uh, we we really try to to develop that side of the game. We, we're very focused on. On developing the technique and and the tactical side of things and and the physical, but when it becomes the competitive level, that that's what's going to give you the edge. is everyone can play a twenty yard pass, but when you do, when do you play? Are you in the right position? Did you get there at the right time? And you you know all those little things that are, are going to really give you the edge over over other players. So I think for us. We we look at all of it, but I think that creating intelligent players that are that are able to to have that te- that technique and use it at the right time and and you know like all all the whole package I think I think is key these days. You know, like uh, I think it's something that we we're really trying to to develop and and giving the players probably that that extra bit is sometimes as coaches probably the hardest part because is it's, it's no easy is every person learns in a different way every group of people learns in a different way and understanding and have that connection with your players to make sure that they that they can understand and they that they they learn how to do that is 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 very difficult sometimes very challenging as as a coach really
0: yeah well let's let's stay on that development intelligence because you know People are lining up to develop physical qualities in players these mm. days. You know, there there are a dime a dozen yeah. that you can find to make players stronger, yeah. faster, quicker. Technique is yeah. is not technique is not far behind it. But no, of
1: course,
0: when of we course when course we talk not, about when we talk about developing intelligence, how do you do it at a at a senior level, elite level? How do you develop that game intelligence? Yeah,
1: for, for us, well, one thing, we, we, we try to use every tool that we have. We go from, obviously, performance analysis, the technical session, tactical session, all implemented, physical. We try to implement everything, everything in one. But I think the more, the more you, you speak with the player, and the more you you, you know, you need to understand what, what is the need of of that group, of that individual, or, or, or of that partnership. One thing that we try to, to really work on is, we don't see it that much sometimes as, as, as a union. You no know, people say, "Oh, defenders the back four, but probably sometimes the left back like with the right back. are players that no, they're not connected that much. As probably your left back with your left midfielder, if you want, you know. So it's, sometimes it's it's about developing how you know those those little partnerships and trying to make them work the best the best you can. And, and it's it's really it's really challenging. But for us, it's, it's really a lot. It comes with experience. I think the fact that I, when I talk about my experience. Is, is a law about how much you group you know your group, how much you know you players, what, what is what it, it works for them, so I think as coaches, when we've been together with a group of, 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 of with a few players for a while, you know you know a lit, you know you know a little bit more about them, you know what they need when do they need it, how do they need it you know and I think that, that that's why coaches that have been in the position for a while normally you know they, are, they end up being more successful because because they build that report with the players that when you when you come into a new room or a new group of or people or, or even a staff at some point, it's, it's very hard to get. So I think for us is that being that multidisciplinary and trying to, to have as, as many experts and, and, and really not only me but all, all our coaching team like trying to to work with each other to to develop those individuals. So I think is, I think the key. I think is the key.
0: Let's talk about build-up play in your dream team. Yeah. Your current work, play out of the back, is again, you you ask 20 different coaches and you'll get 20 different definitions of how they would do yeah. it. But w- what do you prioritize in that area? How do you like to coach it, structure it?
1: Well, when it comes to, to, to build that play, I think that the main thing that you need is players that are going to be brave enough to, to take on that responsibility and to have the technique and that and they have that, that ability to, to do it. And and then what, what we coach is to try to, to, try to be Quick to try to to gain the positions early and 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 to read again the situation of the game because a lot of it comes. We we are a team that, that we always try to play out from the back and try to to build a play. But when you for example play against a team that is pressing you really high, then it's maybe a question of okay, how can we use this 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 way of playing that the opposition is doing against us to play out to, from the back early to try to find those spare players and those spaces spare spaces you know we try to work a lot in the concept of of creating a space to exploit it whatever is at the back in the middle uh, you know behind the defense you know we try to to create those spaces all the time and try to be really positive in in our game so i think for for us is we try to a lot of different ways from obviously possession games or on the pitch or you know like it's it's all about developing the understanding of the player of being brave and then once once you got the ball, what can you do with it? Is it a moment to switch? Is it a moment to progress? Is it a moment to, to use the movement of your teammate to find another teammate? You know, it's, it's, it's really it's, it's, a, it's a really complex. It's a very <laughs> I would say it's a very long, very long, long conversation. But I think that that, that concept of trying to, to create and exploit the spaces whatever it is and reading what, what the opposition is doing for our build up to be successful I think I think is key
0: yeah always enjoy this question if you're uh, you know the coach that's sitting there yeah. well like i I would love to play that way and then just wait for it, but I don't have the players to play that way there, yeah there is an answer, isn't
1: there yeah I think that uh, sometimes it's, you don't have the players, but it, a lot of it it comes down to who are you playing against because if you are playing. You know, if you're a team that is playing against... It happened to us last week, I can't talk about it. uh, We play Chelsea. Chelsea's a very good team, mostly full of international players that are going to go to the World Cup, you know, players that are probably a bit fitter than us, that can press us. You know, you still try and then there is probably moments of the game where you need to be just clever and try to see OK, they're pressing high. Can can we find those gaps? The problem is the higher the opposition, the, the better the opposition you play, the less spaces you're going to have, the less time you're going to have. Now, because whatever team you coach in the world, you, you say, oh, I don't have the players, but you will always have an opposition that will be weaker that you can do it if that makes sense i think sometimes it's about being brave and and developing the players and 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 sometimes also another point that, that i really like on this one is is people i think overrate build up from the back you know i think people think oh yeah build up from the back is and everyone imagines the ball on the goalkeeper how do we play from the goalkeeper into my center backs and, and develop it and so on but a lot of it comes well what do you do when, when there is a transition and you just want the ball probably at right back that's that's probably what's going to tell you more about your team do you get quickly in those positions to play up from the back to move the ball and, and switch on the other side that the player is ready to find that spare player because Sometimes the other teams, when it comes to when it, it football is an, an open game, I would I say obviously, and, and and a lot of different situations happen. But a goal kick, for example, or the keeper having the ball for, for more than five, six seconds, the other team sets up, you set up. That is a really close situation, so it's it's easier to stop if that makes sense as a defending team but it's what you do is like suddenly you want the ball in the middle of the pitch with you holding midfield what do you do now As your centre-backs getting into the right areas so what do you want from your full-backs do you want them to, to push back a little bit to drop the, the, wing, the wing of the opposition with you to create the space in between in between those areas so you know I think that sometimes it's, it, those situations happen more in the game that goal kicks or, or, or that actual the keeper on the ball so I think it's more important what, what you, what's the ideas that you give to your team to do in those situations more than just oh yeah we play from the goalkeeper
0: yeah rather than give them yeah. a f- fixed problem fixed solution doesn't really work
1: though. yes yeah yes yeah, so i think that, that those open situations are what you do in those open situations are also very very important and, and, I, and I think in there it really says a lot about the coach when when those transitions happen how is your team taking it what is your team doing because this football is a game that is full of them
0: yeah, midfielders. Well, and everyone yeah. know, out there, you know, you're looking to build and you're looking to play, and, and now the midfielders are going to have to help in the problem solving mm, of the, of yeah, the press. Massively. But has that defensive, completely defensive midfielder gone now? Or does it have to be a footballer yeah. in there as well?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, like for us, like we always we've been, we really follow the Spurs philosophy through through a few years, and it's very similar to Spain's philosophy, to our philosophy. We try to play a very flexible formation on a 4-3-3 and I think that in an ideal world I really would like to to have our three midfielders rotating constantly and, and trying to do that job that's what I would really like because I think that taken to perfection is is really the the way that you can be the more effective but at the same time you really need top top quality players to do that and players that can you know like that can do all the jobs in terms of as much as a holding midfielder, uh, as much as a ten, because people normally think about a lot about okay, can my number four or my, my holding midfielder to be a creative player on the ball, which these days most of them can, but can my number ten be really that player that can rotate with my holding midfielder to do that job defensively? And I think as coaches, that's probably what we find a bit harder, you know. And and I think it, it, for us, we really try to to do like have flexibility. But that will be an idea work. In, 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 our, in our system, we always try to keep the balance because the risk, reward of losing that space there in front of your centre-backs and, and leave it completely undercover, especially if you try to push full-backs forward, how we do, then then it's really dangerous. So we really need to need to make sure that that balance is there, not only to keep that defence, you know, to, to be ready for the transition, but also for the switch of play and, and being able to control the game. And we're very lucky we go, at the moment... Quality midfielders there that have been there for a while, like you know, like at the moment we have Josie Green or Sophie McLean, Cora Haynes, you know, different names in there. And a Philby now, you know, like they're absolutely outstanding. And and and, and now we've created. Or at the moment we have a number nine that he plays for England and the 19th so starting normally on the wingers and number nine, and he's playing for for us and number ten, and he's doing a, he's doing a great job. Jesse So sometimes he's about. Trying to see what you have as a team and 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 making sure that, that you can develop those players and the understanding, as we said before, and the intelligence and, and those parts of the machine that can work together. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a very interesting, it's an interesting matter but for, for for me or for us. It's very important as well that they are able to dictate play and and they change the tempo of the game and control the game from from that midfield. And it's again a very difficult duty, but again a beautiful duty as as coaches to try to develop that. Yeah
0: attacking football in England yeah. used to be about crosses when I was growing mm. up and and now because of the growth of different styles of play and foreign coaches there's a yeah. there's a lot more and compact defenses there's a lot more football now being played in mm. final thirds what's your thoughts on breaking down blocks and how you're going to score goals and and forwards in those positions
1: yeah i think that that these days like again the more the football develops, again, the more the more the teams can can do different things. Obviously, for me, I always say that playing playing uh, the combination football and I try to be like positional and, and exchange positions and create and move the ball. It's always it's always harder, but doing it on the right way, I think, is going to be more successful. While playing direct is probably easier to do and and, and less risky, but it's going to be less successful. And I think that with time. Players and coaches in England have really developed and I can see it in the last few years how how teams are changing their mentality and they're trying really you know like trying to do a, a bit more on the ball, trying to be a bit, a bit more effective not only on the ball in terms of, of moving it but also how they try to regain possession a bit higher up the pitch, which obviously it creates different ways to to, to score goals and to, and to create chances so I think for us it's a, it's a challenge because it's still really you know what league already is very competitive and is very they are very very different ways of of playing and it's really challenging and it's, it's a beautiful challenge for coaches and, and I think for players as well. But Definitely in the last few years, I think things has changed, whatever it is, for the influence of, of other kinds of football, of seeing other footballs that have been successful. It can be Germany, it can be Spain, it can be France and, and lately England uh, at, at, at a younger level, if you if you look at it, male football is doing really, really well, women's Football is again doing really, is improving and, and doing really well, and, and I think that, sorry, that having those those little different aspects and different ways of of doing things is definitely helping.
0: Individual training at Spurs. What what do you do with with individual players? Do you are
1: positions? Yeah, we last year we it was it was it was funny enough. Last year I found out something that was really really interesting as a coach and it was uh, we, we, we started having sessions on, on Mondays and that was the day after the, obviously the game. So the core group of players that played 60 minutes or, or, or more, they, they go and do recovery. So I had time to, to work individually with a lot of the players that weren't playing. At the, the same time, it, it really helps because mentally, obviously, a player that hasn't played the day before needs to come to training. And, and then in there, having those, those times of, of individual work it really helps them, and, and not only technically or tactically or physically, but also on the psychological side of things and the social to make sure, oh, look, the coaches is still working with me and, and I'm, I'm not playing, I didn't play yesterday, but I still go Mike, almost like a one-to-one or if you want to call it five-to-one, seven-to-one, depending on the numbers, or seven-to-two, three, depending on the coaches that we had. So that one was very interested on that side and I really recommend any coach if, if you can, because... As the players were really grateful with it and and, and in terms of of in the individual needs of the player we really try to cover every aspect we we really try to do let's let's call it a, a holistic or, or an inclusive session where we really try to look to the individual needs of the players to make sure that that they can be ready for the game but they can also develop as a player in in the weaknesses or so sometimes in their strengths as well because as coaches sometimes we focus a lot on the weaknesses but what is making that play probably play for you, is there a sense of how can you help how can you how can you make sure it's even, it's even better, See, he, he or he even more confident, you know and and, and, and we really try to, to, to look at those individual needs uh, to, to develop and, and and the players are very grateful you know, like the players, as soon as you, you have a little bit of feedback from them they, they really say, oh yeah, I feel like I need to improve on that and I'm working on it thank you for that, you know, like they are very we we really try to to push for those individual needs because for me, it's obviously, the base for us is really the base of of that you know that that build that build that for 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 the whole team is that that individual is doing their actions. Whatever is a defensive on the ball or, or sometimes it's off the ball action that, that it can be done properly.
0: Staying on the yeah. on the theme for the Spurs training, then what does a day look like? How's a day structured in a normal training day in terms of? Um, around the session—is there meetings? Is there video analysis? What what is a typical Wednesday or Thursday look like?
1: Yeah, but probably we will look at depending on the day. There is always, or oh, oh, at least two days a week, we try to do a bit of of video regarding or is is based our around our last performance, or so based around. Our next team, like the next opposition, what we're gonna be doing, the weaknesses, the strengths, what what we need to do in regards of of what we did wrong, probably the day before, and so that's probably what we do first. That when the players report, then then obviously we do the technical tactical se- session, whatever, like on 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 the field, uh, a session for for another, I would say, ninety minutes, hundred minutes, depending on the day, and then uh, twice a week as well, they go to the gym at the end for another let's say, uh, 20, 25 minutes and, and do their individual program. So it's really compact. In, in three hours, or so three three hours, we really get get done a lot. Obviously, not all on the pitch because, you know, it's a risk of injury for the players. But, but we really try to look, you know, like we sometimes we do maybe it's a bit more that, that video-based is maybe more around the units or, or some tasks that they have had to do or, or whatever, but... And I think, I think whatever we train in night, we train in the evening at the minute because our players are still not completely fully professional. But the commitment from, from all our girls is, is just fantastic how professional they are on the pitch, off the pitch, what they do in their normal life and, and their attitude when it comes to training, I think, is, is really key. And, and in these three hours, you can have all these plans, but if the, play, the people that you're doing it for, they're not ready for it and they're not taking you know, everything on, is completely useless. And I have to give a lot of credit to, to our staff that is absolutely... Absolutely great in every aspect, from the medical department, the strength and condition, in the coaches, the goalkeepers, performance analysts, and, and, and to the players. Because in those three hours, the, you can, as I said, you can have all these ideas. But if they don't, if they don't take you on board, or they don't come with the right mentality and and ready to work and and, and ready to to develop, then it's completely pointless. So I think that it's not only that we do all those things; is that I believe that at the moment is has being effective, and it's really thanks to to all the people that I mentioned.
0: How does Karen structure staff then roles yeah. responsibilities? Because sometimes we look at the Premier League teams as you have, the the endless resources that these clubs have, but mm-hmm. um, can you talk us through kind of what what you have access to?
1: Yeah, but in terms of we we train on the pitch, and we are lucky enough to be able to use the dome as well when uh, which is great when obviously the, the the night the cold nights in England come, <laughs> and it it really helps on the aspect. And then we got the gym, we have got the the classrooms to use for the. For the video, we got the physio room, so uh, and everything having everything in the same building, it, it really it really helps obviously because you don't have to be changing facilities or going somewhere else to do the gym session. Like players that maybe are injured, they can be on the with the with the doctors or with the the fissures, with uh, Sona, in this case to to make sure though with David, the re-adaptator of strength and conditioning. coaching you know, like we are having all all that close is is great. So yeah, as a as a club, like obviously we are really together now and i think that that is benefiting what what we need at the end of the day that is giving these players the best the best platform to to develop and, and to learn and to be ready for the next game and and and, and then also we have there our uh, reserve team so or you call it under 23 we could call it and and uh, then again then again that that really helps because the players the young players are already saying what is required they are there they train with us same with the first team, you know, players get the the call up as they as, as they like to see to call it and, and have a little bit of a taste with the first team. You know, it's it's, it's 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 a really good environment, and that's why I think at the moment, as I said, is 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 being successful so far until today, in terms of of this year. And I hope that, that that we can carry on doing well in in the league as as a team, and and, and the same with us and with with the reserves. So yeah, I think that 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 is definitely benefiting us.
0: We mentioned earlier about you know those those values that people need like work ethic and passion mm. and and how important they are in teams uh, is mm. there a focal point at the youth level with with any of your youth players coming in that is is there a process in place to try and help them develop better core values or improve values
1: yeah I think that uh, for us we we' got a little bit of uh... If you want to call it a handicap compared to other clubs, and is the fact that we are now an RTC, which is like a regional talent club so 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 we are still at at your level is it's, it's a grassroots uh, club, but then people working there has been fantastic and they are really really pushing those those players forward and then when it comes to the to the under twenty threes I think the fact of seeing on a regular basis and having having that contact with the first team players, seeing them around, seeing how they behave, seeing how they treat the people with respect, seeing you know like little things that that, that doesn't need, need don't need need mentioned because they are given like mm. nobody is disrespectful to each other, so there is no even point to talk about that at a minute because you have to have it if no you are not there you know like i think there are things already that. As a club, we've done well and now everyone is really, you know, focused on it. And I think that that, that work ethic, that passion, that, you know, every day we, we know that there is more competition and every little counts and, and, you know, you need to have the right diet. So we give them the, what we can in terms of, of the nutrition. We give them what we can in terms of what they need to do off the pitch or the Christmas period. If, if they, they, they have a week off now, so we they, they have their, all their individual plans. Everyone... Everyone is really is is really committed towards it. And I think that in there again the the, the staff, how professional the staff is and how good they work and, and the fact that the first team players, senior players that have probably been there with us for a while, like probably we there we've got the Captain General and Captain Wendy Marino, uh, Bianca Batiste, you know, players that have been with us for a long time, they set up the standards so high that the new players that are in the club, they're coming in and they already know that if you're a first team player, you need to be up there. And then the young players are seeing them. So they, you know, it's kind, it's kind of a culture that as coaches, you try to create. But at the end of the day, it's the players, the ones that, that, that follow it. And I think that having that from top to bottom in terms of those values, those core values is... Is outstanding. And again, we're, we're very grateful and, and we're very lucky with a group of people that, that as I mentioned in the, the first question, that, that we're lucky to work with. And I think that those values, those standards that they set up so high, it really helps throughout the club.
0: I suppose sometimes it's difficult as a coach or sometimes it's challenging as a coach to develop mm-hmm. when you're in a top environment, a tough environment, a yeah. a busy environment, yeah. how do you
1: go about getting yourself better, and what areas are you looking to improve? It's hard because, as as you said, but like I think that what that's one of my of my ethos. I try to be better every, every day myself to try to to help the people around me to to be a little bit better. And I'm lucky enough you know, to work for a, for a great club, and in there. We a lot of contact with academy coaches. You know, I, I go to a lot of the training from the academy. I can watch the academy training. What do we do? You know, like great people that work in the male side of things that do in-service training. So, or just sometimes it's a chat or, or, or you know, like that, that. When you're in an environment with um like or we are lucky to to be at, at spurs where a lot of a lot of great coaches some famous coaches that that have developed top top players or, or some young coaches that maybe are not that known yet but that they will go and have great careers in football if you look at it there is coaches from England that are coming from spurs there's a couple in the last few years that have gone there there is there is a lot of a lot of knowledge and you can really breathe football around the training ground and I think that really that really helps that really helps working with with people that I consider to be top and and, and you know, there's a lot of people that I just Total, Glenn Hicks, you know, twenty people that is so young or experienced or you know, like from from age every age group as well, from like the little ones with Nicarague, Gary Brother to the to older to, to people, like like Michael Donaldson who is come like does sessions with the twenty three lucky to to have income and do a session with the girls you know like it's is really you know that environment really helps me and not, not only me but all the coaches that are there so it not only helps the players but it helps us and obviously individually then i think it's the passion what drives not only me but every coach that, that gives the life of football i don't think anyone goes into football thinking yeah i'm gonna become a millionaire straight away it's, it's just because we are passionate about it and you know all the stuff that that, that we do. I can mention like from things like following you guys with this modern soccer coach. Uh, Twitter feed is great. All you do the YouTube video from from that to go to to a game around the corner. Like I can say now, I'm a bit of a fan with having a borrow my my local club. I'm going tonight, Monday night, night off, and I'm going there with a couple of coaches to to watch the game. And I think that all all that all that all that helps. You know, I think. Every little thing that you do regarding football, or, or, or even away from football, that like you can transfer the values or, 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 the, or the ethics is, 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 is really helps you to develop.
0: Yeah, and kind of along those lines, the last one then. What what's your advice, yeah. to young coaches?
1: I think that that's the main advice is making sure that you want to work at that level and that you can that you're going to be able to sacrifice a lot because football is, is a very beautiful environment, but you really need to do efforts. You know, people now, they see, you know, like it's like when you want to become a professional football player and you want to be like Harry Kane or Ronaldo or Messi, obviously there's a lot of work that you need to do and, until to get to that level, you know, like for me personally, I think I'm still nowhere near like what I want to be like. And I think that that hungry to be better, to... To, to work hard, to learn from the people that is next to you, to be able, you know, to not only for you to, to to help, not only for you to learn, sorry, but for you to help the person next to you. You know, there is always nothing that building and, and, and making sure that you're a good person and making sure that you build those human relations that are going to help you in the future and that you're willing to learn and never, never, never think that you know it all because that definitely will be the moment where... We, we, you will go down the hill. So I think it's just being trying to be critic, critic with yourself and have the right mentality to work. I think, I think it's absolutely, absolutely key. First class, one. Uh, thank you so much. That was great. Oh, uh, thank you, Gary. I really, I really enjoyed the the chat. I enjoy, as you can see, chatting a lot and chatting a lot. But football is my passion, and I know it's your passion as well. So I would like to thank you not only for this time with me, for all the time that that you do with, with all us coaches, probably... Early from from not unknown backgrounds and, and 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 giving a very good insight and and points of view about, about about a lot of things. So thank you for the for the job you do to to help us all develop.
0: Thanks so much to Juan for his time and his insight there. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. A couple of takeaways for me. Firstly, I really enjoyed that piece at the start where he talked about how in the modern game that you need to manage every situation it's not just about what you do when you have the ball. You have to understand the requirements at every minute, how to defend deep, how to press high. Um, that's a common theme in the new book, the four-three-three book, where, you know, I think we've gone past this stage of labelling teams, such and such as an attacking coach and such and such as a counter-attacking coach or such and such defends all the time. And I think you've got to be able to do it all. And as we do these podcasts, when you bring coaches on, who are from a different background or who work at a high level. I think a common theme is that you need to be effective in a number of different areas. You need to be able to break teams down in different ways. You need to be able to defend in different ways. You need to have players who can solve different kinds of problems. And it's always great to hear a coach who is working at that level detail how they go about that in the day-to-day, how they move from complexity to simplicity. And I think that's really, really an art for a coach. And then alongside that, I really enjoyed was how much he emphasized the values respect passion humility work ethic even when he was talking about players doing extra work he said they were appreciative of extra work and that's not something that we hear an awful lot when we ask players to do extra they we, we don't normally find that they thank them and is that down to coaching is that down to culture is that down to environment whatever it is it's it's great to hear that insight but when you when you hear Juan talk about how he views coaching maybe there's there's parallels there as well he said i try to be better every day myself to help people around me that really jumped out at me because you know it says humility it says selflessness and then how many times does he say during that 30 minutes i'm lucky to dot 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 either it's through facilities or it's through working with people or it's through coaching people another example of the importance of humility even working at the higher levels how how much value it has in those environments and how much impact it has with top level players so thanks so much to Juan. really enjoyed that we'd love to hear your thoughts as always please reach out let me know what you thought at gary cornean on twitter at gary cornean on instagram Please, before you shoot off, give it a little rating as well. Five stars. And like I said at the start, stay tuned. ModernSoccerCoach.com. Check out the book. But then also look for the interview that's coming this week. It's big time. You'll enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Carnine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.